The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. You can also hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Download the podcast from your favorite podcast platform. As a matter of fact, uh, today's show, or I should say yesterday's show, uh, Valentine's Day, was uploaded, and I hope you all got a chance to check it out. Um, Valentine's Day. Did y'all get all y'all wanted? Are y'all in love? I'm just asking, if someone didn't send you a Valentine's, do you think he, he or he hates you? And here's the other thing. Shouldn't, should men get Valentine's? I'm just asking for a friend. I mean, it's supposed to be a day of love, right? If you believe that. If you believe in love, right? So if it's a day of love, then certainly the guy should get something as well. But, you know, every year I see guys running around. You can see them. They be in the stores, you know, and you can see this this wide-eyed look on their faces. And they'll, they'll have, you know, these roses or some candy in their hand. And, you know, that's what they're doing. It could be that, hey, they didn't get paid on time and all kinds of things, man. I remember back in the day when I used to do that. The payday didn't fall the way it was supposed to. And, man, I had to scramble to get Valentine's gifts. But I'm done with that mess. Those pagan holidays that they've put forward to just make money. And by the way, most of the time, the guy doesn't get anything. But anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, let's see. Um, Wednesday was supposed to be, what do they call it, side piece Valentine's Day? That's where the side piece gets to take, you get to take her out or him out and show them your love. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's it's. I mean, you all are sheep. I'm going to tell you, man. Y'all just, they you all let these companies and these politicians just lead you around like you've got a ring in your nose and a rope attached to it. it it's, it's just amazing to me. It, it really is. I, I don't know what to say. It's just crazy. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I am laughing at you all. Because it's time for y'all to stop that mess. It's time for you to all to wake up. And that's what we try to do here on Black Focus Radio. Is wake y'all the hell up. Because our people are asleep. 
That's why we do the Black Facts. Coming up, we're going to have some James Baldwin here in a moment. Uh, we're going to do one more philosophy talks, and I think we've done all of those pieces, and this will be the last one about James Baldwin. But the other thing is, if you see what's going on around this, this country, and y'all still sleepwalking, y'all still shaking your asses on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and TikTok, instead of really putting some things together to try to help the community, Speaking of Mitt, speaking of which, you heard Michael Jordan just donated a hundred mid, what was it, ten million dollars to uh, the Make a Wish Foundation. Good for Michael. Well, we sure could have used that money in the black community. Anyway, I'm just sipping my tea on that. All right, <laughs> I apologize. I apologize up front. I am still suffering from a sinus attack. And they're going crazy. They go in and out. Then when they drain, it makes me lose my voice. So we'll try to, we're going to marshal through this. And I remember when I first started in radio and I got, I got sick. The program director called me and said, Dave, you going to do the show? Hey, Dave, we need you, man. This is radio. Man, I had to get my tea, my honey, my lemon. Work on myself that night. And that morning, hey, I went in and did the show. You could barely understand me, but I did the show. That's just the nature of the business. So here's what we're going to talk about today. I am efforting a conversation with somebody in Jackson to talk to me about what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm going to reach out to the mayor. I didn't do that today. And you know me. Dave, go big or go home. So I'm going to try to get the mayor on to talk to me about what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. Because are you all paying attention? Well, stay tuned. You better pay attention to this. Because I guarantee you, if Jackson gets away with this, Arkansas is not too far behind. Y'all better wake the hell up. I'm just saying. All right. We're also going to try to talk a little bit about the Florida March. Remember what I, you do, y'all remember my saying? We march, we cry, we pray, we die. So there's a march going on in Florida, or it went on in Florida. I think it was, I think it was Wednesday, where the National Action Network and a lot of black people marched because of this thing going on with uh, the AP, uh, uh, the AP African American Studies Program. And I'm going to read you some information about that because apparently the Florida Department of Education and the college board, some ain't right. Somebody lied. And according to the college board, it's not them. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why y'all marching. I've, look, on the last show, I told you how you can solve this problem. Like that. But... The reason nobody's talking about that because we have no black leaders. And one of the things that we're going to try to get into today is black leadership. Okay? Also, Mike Pence has been subpoenaed to testify with the grand jury as it relates to Donald Trump and what happened on January 6th. Okay? He's been subpoenaed. 
But the funny thing about it, <laughs> he's going to fight it. Now, here's the same guy who's running around trying to sell a book and it's, gonna, it's trying to run for one run for president. And I heard someone call Mike Prince. Uh, he's a jellyfish. Because if you reach out and you try to grab a jellyfish, you can't really grab one. You don't really want to grab one, by the way. You get stung. But he's running around here trying to sell a book and do a rehab. Man, I'm threatening your life and your family, and you won't testify? Okay, we'll talk about that as well. Let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, what is, well, let me ask you this. I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, I was watching a video and they were showing the Buffalo shooter. He was in jail. And boy, they had to get him up out of there. They had to get him up out of there. But anyway, one of the things we're going to talk about is there's, a, there, there's another person who's thrown their hat in the race for the Republican Party. Okay? And that is, uh, let, let me see, what was her name again? I'm trying to remember her name. What was her name? If you remember this person, do you know this person? Uh, her name was Nibrata Ranhawa. She's thrown her name in the hat for run for president of the United States. I know what you just said. You just said, who? What? Who the hell is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm laughing too. I'll tell you who it is. Y'all stick around. Well, we got a good show today. Y'all stick, stick around. But before we do anything, y'all know what we got to do, right? We got to do Black Facts. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. The future of the Negro in this country is precisely as bright or as dark as the future of the country. James Baldwin and social justice. I'm terrified at the moral apathy, the death of the heart, which is happening in my country. According to Baldwin, white Americans are in deep denial about black grievances because they're clinging to self-justifying myths about their own virtue and benevolence. These people have deluded themselves for so long they really don't think I'm human. And this means that they have become, in themselves, moral monsters. What will it take to achieve social justice? Is truth really so dangerous? Our guest is Christopher Freeberg from the University of Illinois. Baldwin, Truth, and Social Justice. I can't be a pessimist. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Is it time for black people to turn the other cheek? Or is it time for black people to rise up and rebel against the white power structure? But aren't some whites innocent victims of the system too? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Ken Taylor. And I'm Deborah Satz. And we're here in the studios of KALW in San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus where Deborah and I teach philosophy. Today we're talking about James Baldwin and social justice. Now, Deborah, I'm a big fan of, of Baldwin. He's a, he's a deep thinker, a searing social critic, and one of my favorite playwrights and novelists. 
You know, I like Baldwin, too, but I'm really bothered by his answer to what he calls the Negro problem. Well, what, what bothers you? Well, take the letter he wrote to his nephew. In that letter, Baldwin tells him not only that he has to accept white people, but that he has to accept them with love. Love? That's what bothers you? You got something against love? I mean, come on, even thinking of the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King also preached love and tolerance. Does does King bother you too? You know, King was deeply Christian and embraced a, a philosophy of Christian love, but Baldwin rejected Christianity, so I just don't get the appeal. You, well, you think you need some excuse to uh, love thine enemy, as Christ puts it? I'm just saying you sometimes have to fight thine enemy, not just love thine enemy. It sounds like you want Baldwin to be, uh, I don't know, angrier or something. Is that it? Well, why not? You know, it just doesn't make sense to me that he's not as angry. In the letter to his nephew, he also says that whites are innocent. How can he say that? Whites have been oppressing blacks. And oppressors aren't innocent, and they don't deserve love. Uh, I, I, I think you're missing Baldwin's point. I think you're acting as if he's blind to the reality of white oppression. But he's, he's not blind to white oppression. But if he sees it, how can it make sense for him to say that whites are innocent? It's as if he thinks we're children who don't have responsibility for the harms we've been inflicting on black people. No, I, I still, I don't, I, I don't think that's right. I don't, I don't think he's trying to let whites off the hook. He, he thinks they're innocents because innocence is a kind of prison in his mind. Ken, what does that even mean? Well, well, Baldwin says this stuff about whites being trapped in history. And, and, and that means they, they've created this illusion of white supremacy, and they, they think of themselves as superior, you know, as separate from the Negro. And segregation maintains that illusion, and that's why they're taught in a, a prison, a prison of illusion. Okay, I get that. But, but why call it innocence? Aren't whites willfully self-deluded? After all... Whites benefit from white supremacy. It sounds like you really, really do want more, you want more anger from Baldwin. That seems what, it, what you want. Well, I think that would be appropriate. Not love, but anger, righteous anger. But, but, but see, I, I still I don't think you're getting what Baldwin exactly means by love. You, it's as if you're construing love as this kind of empty sentiment that lets people off the hook, that's all touchy-feely, forgiving. That's not how Baldwin sees it. Baldwin sees love as the core of a demanding, transformative project. That's how he sees love. But why does that burden of transformation have to fall on black people? But, but that's not what he's saying. He's not putting the burden on black people. That's why he says, I am not your Negro, Deborah. Uh, explain. Well, look, he re- in saying, I am not your Negro, he's refusing to be the Negro that the white supremacist imagines. You know, the, the Negro incapable of love that has no full agency. And with that defense act of defiance, because it is an act of defiance, he throws the burden of transformation right back on the white man. That's what he's doing. Well, you know, that sounds good, um, but I'm still bothered by the um, impression that Baldwin is letting whites off the hook. Why is the burden always on the oppressed to educate the oppressors about their own history? Why do blacks have to educate whites? Well, Why do they have to free whites? Well, well, this thing about burdens is important. And I do believe each of us has to sh- shoulder our own burden. And some people have taken the burden upon themselves or are channeling, channeling Baldwin's message in their own work. So 
we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to find out more about the resurgence of Baldwin in the age of Black Lives Matter. She files this report. More than 30 years since his death, James Baldwin's words have resurfaced in places like contemporary hip-hop, artwork, and movies. Take, for instance, the 2016 documentary, I Am Not Your Negro. In the film, Baldwin's prose is spoken by Samuel L. Jackson. I had to accept as time wore on that part of my responsibility as a witness was to move as largely and as freely as possible to write the story and to get it out. The documentary is centered around Baldwin's writing, what it means to be black in America, and the importance of confronting the country's racist past. To watch the TV screen for any length of time is to learn some really frightening things about the American sense of reality. We are cruelly trapped between what we would like to be and what we actually are. Baldwin's work has also resonated with contemporary writers like Jamie McGee. She remembers reading Baldwin's work for the first time. At first I was like, who's this random guy? He's so angry all the time. But then, I mean, very quickly I realized this guy is speaking truth and... Nothing has really changed in the past 60 years since he began writing. Nothing's changed then up until now. McGee co-founded a project called Praying with James Baldwin. Through 30 days of prayer, the project uses Baldwin's writing as a guide to help people navigate police brutality. The idea came after George Zimmerman was acquitted in the 2012 shooting death of Trayvon Martin. A lot of times when I am faced with senseless violence, I don't have the words. I just sort of stare. And even if I'm praying, I don't really have the words. I'm like, God. And then ellipses, and I don't know how to end the sentence. Baldwin grew up in the church, but later rejected it completely. But through his writing and through prayer, McGee hopes she can help people find the language they're looking for. One Day is based on Eric Garner's last words. I can't breathe. It also features excerpts from Baldwin's play, Blues for Mr. Charlie. In the scene, a woman tells her grandson that faith is not up to him. It's up to the life in you, the life in you, that knows where it comes from, that believes in God. You doubt me, you just try holding your breath long enough to die. Below that excerpt is a prayer written for the project. It is not a desire to die that keeps Eric Gardner from breathing, but the police officer's arm around his neck. It is the arms around all of our necks that keep us from breathing. It is the fear that our breath will be considered aggressive behavior and that if we open our mouths, an officer will fill it with bullets. Police shootings like this one and the Black Lives Matter movement have propelled Baldwin into the mainstream. During his first year teaching high school students, Clint Smith also turned to Baldwin. Trayvon Martin had just been killed, but standardized testing left little room for teachers to talk about that. How do we talk about Trayvon? Do we talk about Trayvon? How do we talk about uh, Michael Brown? How do we talk about Eric Garner? How do we talk about the range of folks who have been killed at the hands of the state? As he wrestled with these questions, another teacher gave Smith a speech by James Baldwin called A Talk to Teachers. Baldwin gave that speech soon after the Ku Klux Klan had bombed a church in Birmingham, Alabama in 1953, killing four girls. I was just struck by how much of what Baldwin was writing about the role that teachers should play in creating a space for students to, to ask and wrestle with and navigate a world that is often like filled with tragedy and despair. 
After reading that speech, Smith focused less on standardized tests and more energy in using literature to help students understand the world they lived in, like using Shakespeare's Julius Caesar to talk about what it means to protest against the state. I think Baldwin kind of, you know, essentially he says that we should reject the false pretense of the classroom as an apolitical space. And your responsibility as a teacher is to help students understand how the world came to exist as it does. Since Baldwin's death in 1987, prison populations have exploded. The wealth gap between black and white families has widened. Clint Smith says people are trying to provide solutions without understanding the history of the problem. And that's a sort of central thesis of of much of Baldwin's work, and that remains relevant as much today as it ever has been. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. listening to Black Focus Radio. For more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people, on joinetradio.com. And don't forget, if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. I'd love to talk to you, help you set up and get your business rolling, get people out to your business and all of that good stuff. Okay? So, uh, we play a lot of philosophy talks. Those people out at Stanford, they do a fantastic job on the issues and the pros and cons. And I wanted to play the James Baldwin piece because this is really about leadership. And I'm going to ask you a question. I, as a 61-year-old man, can run down a list of black leaders that I grew up with, that I looked up to, that I respected, that I took their thoughts, their, their processes, and incorporated them into my life to help make me a better person. The question I have for you today, and we're going to talk about this today on the show, the question I have for you today, especially the young people, who are your black leaders? And when you, from 40 years from now, when you're sitting here doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, when you have the opportunity to reminisce over your life, who are those leaders who, enlist, who initiated change in your community? And I would argue that as of today, there aren't any. And I know what you're going to say. There are certainly community leaders in various communities. Are there? What, what power do they really have? I will tell you what power that they have. Ain't got much. White people, white supremacists, and white state legislatures are running roughshod over black communities across this country. And I'm going to give you an example of that when we come back. We're going to take our first break. Hope you stick and stay and don't go away. It's called Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com.
David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. 
Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Folks Radio. Our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Uh, I certainly hope you will. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. By the way, I asked the question earlier in the monologue, who is Nimrata Randhawa? I'm just going to leave that out there for a little bit, okay? And every break that I come back from, I'm going to ask that question. Who is Nimrata Randhawa? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. So before I left, I asked you, I told you about what white people are up to. And we have a stark example of that that is currently playing out in the state of Mississippi. And I know what you just said, hell, what do we expect in Mississippi? Yeah, uh, you're right about that. What do we expect in Mississippi? Well, here's what we expect. We expect bigotry, racism, and all that comes with that. But currently, of course, you knew about the water problem that was in Mississippi that has been going on for decades. Do you know that Mississippi is 83% black? And If that city was predominantly white, that water problem would not be happening. Let's be real. This is Flint all over again. And this was exacerbated by the last storm that they had. But because it's 83% black, the white legislators don't give a damn about Jackson. Although Jackson is the city capital. It's the state capital, I'm sorry. Okay? Jackson is the state capital. So what's going on now is Jackson is attempting to create a different government. And they're starting with a court system. Okay? So I want to play an interview from you. And this is from MSNBC. And this is uh, from uh, the mayor of Jackson. And I will tell you, we are efforting to try to get some people on from Jackson, from the newspaper, the black newspaper there. And we're going to reach out. I don't know why I didn't think about it. I'm going to reach out and try to get the mayor on as well. And the reason this is important is because this is what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi is ran by a supermajority of Republicans. 
okay? There's only one statewide elected official in Jackson, and the black population in the state of Mississippi is one-third of the total population. But they only have one black representative from that state. That tells you all you need to know. But you know what? Mississippi ain't the only state. And we who live here in Arkansas, you better start paying attention. I, I hate to keep saying that, but I just have to. Because we're not paying attention to what's going on in this country, especially here in the South. We're taking this for granted. So I'm going to play this interview. And I, as I said, it's by uh, Joy Reid from MSNBC. But I think... This is the best representation that I can give you all of what's going on, okay? I can certainly explain it, but I want you to hear from the mayor, and hopefully in the next few days or so, we will be able to secure an interview with Mayor Chokwa uh, Lawamba about what's going on in Jackson. So you all just listen to this. It's white supremacist past, Mississippi where a white supermajority in the heavily gerrymandered state house voted to create an entirely separate court system and expanded police force within the city of Jackson, the blackest city in America, that would be appointed completely by white state officials. That means that the voters of Jackson, which is 80% black, do not get to elect the judges or prosecutors in this separate district. Let me stop you there. That is classic taxation without representation. Classic. This is why I'm telling you that we have no black leaders. Let's continue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to interrupt this interview, but I'm, man, I'm tired. And I'm tired of talking to black people who don't get it. We are not that dumb. We are not that stupid. We are educated. Why can't we pay attention to what's going on and solve this problem? Why are we afraid? Let's continue unlike what happens in every other part of the state. White officials currently hold all the statewide positions that would do the appointing, and no black official has ever held any of these positions. In fact, the last time a black Mississippian held statewide office was during Reconstruction. And the state, despite being one-third African-American, is gerrymandered to have exactly one black congressman, Representative and January 6th Committee Chairman Benny Thompson. Meanwhile, the Republican who introduced this draconian bill says it's because of the high crime rates and backlog of court cases in the county that contains Jackson, which did I mention is the state capital? Jackson's mayor has called the plan colonialist and racist and said it reminds him of apartheid. And joining me now is the mayor of Jackson, Chokwe Antar Lumumba. Um, and Mayor Lumumba, please explain how it can be possible that the capital um, of Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, is, I think, to your point, going to be governed under apartheid style? Well, I think that uh, to speak to it honestly, uh, I'm, I'm reflecting on the words of Coach Dennis Green, who once said that they are who we thought they were. Uh, you know, as we've been calling out these clearly racist policies, uh, that has been done uh, much to the chagrin of state leadership, uh, saying that we're giving Mississippi a black eye. And to be clear, uh, it is not our words that give Mississippi a black eye. It is the actions that they're taking, uh, actions that will not allow or disenfranchise uh, voters in Jackson, in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, this this particular uh, law is fraught with 
constitutional violations, uh, equal protection. Uh, it is seeking to create a district which is the most densely white population populated area in the city of Jackson. Uh, in addition to uh, a police force or, or a militarized force uh, that does not have uh, direct uh, accountability to the residents. Uh, within the district that already exists, there have been numerous claims of, of uh, issues of, of police misconduct that are not being challenged, that are not being followed up on. Uh, and so there's a multitude of concerns here. It sounds like 1980 era Pretoria. I mean, in, in 1890, Mississippi enacted a racist constitution that to strip uh, African-Americans of any rights and the right to vote because of the really, you know, historic and heavy voting by former enslaved people to elect statewide officials and the lieutenant governor to really, you know, make an incredible strides. How could it be that more than 100 years after the Civil War, Mississippi still is governed this way when it has the highest black population in the entire country, percentage wise. Well, I, I thank you for recounting that history, Joy, because uh, along with that history was a narrative that said that uh, it was in the slave or it was in black people's interest not to be burdened uh, with that heavy weight of having to select electoral leadership, uh, much in the same way as they have created this district that they set to appoint. The representative who created this legislation or introduced this legislation suggested that the reason that he thought that these judges should be appointed rather than elected is because we wanted, quote, uh, the best of the best, uh, which is to suggest that Jackson residents are not intelligent enough or, or aware of their their needs enough in order to elect those uh, those individuals for themselves. Uh, and, and so this has been a battle that we've been in uh, for for some time. Uh, it is because they are allowed to bring Trojan horses, such as the Capitol Complex uh, District, which was initially introduced in 2017 as a suggested aid to infrastructure. Uh, at that time, myself, along with a coalition of people that called ourselves the Coalition of Economic Justice, opposed it because we saw what it was. Uh, but you did have some legislators uh, that looked like us who were in support. Uh, but I do want to be clear that what they were presented with uh, was not what we see today. They were presented with an opportunity to assist a, a community that is in much need of infrastructure support. And so we were, we're forced to compete against our interests. Uh, you, 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 water, there's still a water crisis in Jackson. Federal funds have been pledged. It, it appears now that the, the Mississippi white legislators are trying to take over those funds and take them out of your hands and other elected uh, local Jackson officials' hands. This, as Brett Favre, is threatening to sue the people who pointed out that he was in possession of funds to build his daughter a, a volleyball complex that belonged to the impoverished people in the state of Mississippi. He was essentially in, 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 in a mode of taking from the poor. And now he's suing for his reputation back. It, it feels like everything is upside down in Jackson and in Mississippi. It, it feels that way because that's the truth. Um, and, and at a time where uh, the state is littered with um, questions of integrity, uh, where there's incompetence there. They charge communities like Jackson, who have been devoid of resources of, of being uh, the ones that are incompetent. Uh, there has been a willful indifference uh, or a, a uh, intentional neglect around the issues that, that Jackson needs. Yeah. Uh, and this is part and parcel of a larger effort. And, and my guess is I'll bet you Tate Reeves and them are busy trying to pass laws, trying to outlaw history because you wouldn't want people to learn how we got here. Jackson, Mississippi Mayor, Chokwe Antar Lumumba, thank you very much. That was Joy Reid. Okay.
The readout is the show. Want to give credit to where credit is due. Uh, and by the way, that was the best interview that I could come up with uh, that I wanted to hear from an authority. I'm going to try to reach out to the NAACP uh, in Mississippi. It's, it's funny, we had, hadn't heard much about from them. And then I want to get the local black newspaper down there and see if we can get someone on. This is a recurring story. We need to talk about this. And you may think this is, you may think this is odd. But you know, something similar, if you've been watching the congressional hearings, you know, they're trying to do the same thing about at DC, in, in Washington, D.C. The, the difference is that, see, Washington, D.C. voters, really, all they have is the D.C. City Council. So the state, the, the federal legislators are trying to muscle in of the local government to try to control the local government. But in this case, in Mississippi, this is the state legislators who are trying to muscle in on Jackson to try to control Jackson and the funds that are distributed to Jackson as a whole. And they're trying to eliminate or at least create their own government inside of Jackson where the people of Jackson in the same county, it's, it's, it's kind of like, just imagine this, and some of you all may be too young to understand what I'm about to say. There are certain towns in this country where you knew that you didn't go across the railroad tracks. Because once you went across the railroad tracks, that was the white areas. You didn't go across there. You knew to stay on the black side of the railroad tracks. And you knew you could tell the difference. The black side of the railroad tracks, rundown homes, everything. Poor streets, maybe no lighting. On the white side of the railroad tracks, new streets, great homes, all the things that they need, the amenities. They might go to use the, the, the railroad tracks as the dividing line as what school you attended. So you went to a white school on the left side of the tracks because that was the white side of the tracks. Okay? So you got all the books, all the money, the funding, great uniforms, everything you needed. But on the black side of the tracks, the right side, you got hand-me-down hand books, old uniforms, you name it. That's what Mississippi is trying to recreate. Now, you might be asking, why am I talking about this? That's a darn good question. Because there are a lot of states in this country that are ran by supermajorities. Now, if you don't know what that is, that means that there are so many Republicans elected that no matter what the opposition does, you're not going to get anything passed, any bills passed. You're not going to get political equity. And those people that you represent will not get their fair share. So what the people in Mississippi are trying to do, and you heard them mention apartheid. Some of you young people who may not know what apartheid is, do yourself a favor and look it up. See, we lived, I lived in an era where apartheid was real in the United States and South Africa. 
South Africa was doing nothing more than 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 mirroring what had been done in the United States. What you all don't understand, see, this is why they don't want you to study history. What you all don't understand is that Adolf Hitler, when he was trying to eliminate the Jews, he was using some of the same tenets. It was modeled after white supremacy and segregation in the South and America. So Mississippi is trying to turn back the clock. We hear that phrase all the time. We're seeing it now. It is coming to fruition. How is it that you're 83% of the population in Jackson? You have, you are, well, let me take that back. You are one-third the population in the state of Mississippi. 83% in the state of, in the city of Jackson. And they're saying you that you will not be able to vote on judges. They're saying that you will not be able to vote on uh, uh, county commissioners, anything. And those people would dictate what happens on your side of the tracks. Now, anyone who understands history, who understands government, you know, right off the bat, that's unconstitutional. Number two, that's taxation without representation. You're not going to take my tax dollars and then tell me that I can't vote on people who's going to govern me. That's exactly what Mississippi is trying to do. You should be just as alarmed about that as I am. And you know why? Because if you live in one of those states that is run by a Republican majority, and especially if you live in the South, where I live right now, which is Little Rock, Arkansas, this is not a red flag. This is a shot across your bow. You don't understand that, right? See, that's a Navy term. That's a Navy. That's when, when, when you're out to sea and you meet an opposing ship, you wonder what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden, that ship shoots a rocket, not to hit you, but just across your bow, right in front of you, to let you know that, hey, we're here. What you want to do? What you going to do? You want to scrap? You can either turn tail and run, or you can turn around and fire a shot across his bow. Isn't it time for us to stop running? It's time to fire a shot across the Mississippi State Legislator's bow. Okay? This is easy. This is, this is not rocket science, folks. They're, they've telegraphed and they've told you what they're going to do. One-third of the state of Mississippi, and you only have one representative in the House of Representatives. How is that possible? You know, we talked about how Mississippi had gerrymandered that state back during the election. And if you go back and you look at the state map of how they've set up those districts, how they actually carved through the black belt is what they used to call it, where there were certain, certain counties that were predominantly black that always voted Democratic 
and how they carved up those districts where they could eliminate the power. My question is, what y'all going to do about it? Y'all going to march? Huh? I'm asking the question here because the reason I'm bringing this up, this could happen in Arkansas. All of these Republicans are on the same agenda. Have y'all not figured that out yet? Oh, that's right. Y'all not paying attention. Y'all too busy watching Real Housewives of wherever are worried about a pregnant woman dancing on the Super Bowl. But you're not concerned about how people affect your everyday life. And that's why this continues to happen. And it's going to continue until y'all wake up. We'll take a break. We'll continue this discussion. We'll kind of bring it home to Arkansas. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on jordanradio.com. Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. The Coleman Collection is a bath and body care shop geared for healthy skin. We pride ourselves on using quality ingredients. From body butters to bath products, feel confident knowing we use the finest ingredients forever natural, organic, and cruelty-free. Guys, let us put together a gift box for that special person in your life. The Coleman Collection has something for everyone, including our ever-popular beard balm and beard oil designed specifically for the man in your life. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. thecolemancollection.net. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. to the show black focus radio our issues our solutions our voices 855-525-5683 is the number that's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show don't forget instagram facebook twitter and of course download your podcast on your favorite podcast platform so 
We were talking last segment about what's going on in Mississippi. And you said, oh, that's Mississippi. That's why I moved from Mississippi. That's why I don't go to Mississippi. None of that stuff. At the end of the show, I'm going to tell you how we can solve this problem. In fact, I think I'm going to start every show. I'm going to end the show on this. I was thinking about this yesterday. So why is this important if you don't live in Mississippi? Well, it's important because if you live in a state that has a Republican-led House of Representatives, if this flies in Mississippi, what's going to be the difference in any any other state for that matter? You ever thought about that? Because remember, white people understand one thing, and that's 2042. And they know that they they are the minorities in the world. But in 2042, they're going to be minorities in this country. So what they're trying to do is carve out, they're trying to codify. And what I mean by codify, if you don't know what I, when I use that term, that means that they're trying to write it into law. That's why it was so important for them to get these, these right-wing justices on the Supreme Court. See, what you all, while you all were playing and while our black leaders were marching, White people were working behind the scenes to set up this diabolical scheme to control power. And it just so happens that our black leaders weren't paying attention. And it has happened all across the South. You heard them talk about the fact. How is it that Mississippi is one-third black? One-third black. And they only have one representative in the whole state. One U.S. congressman. That's because we were asleep at the wheel. We're not paying attention. So the same thing could happen here in Arkansas. Because you have a right-wing nutbag that is the governor of Arkansas who don't know her butt from a hole in the ground. I'm not giving her no air. Don't care that the word governor is in front of her name. Because, number one, she doesn't deserve to have that office. Yes, she's duly elected. But do I want someone like Sarah Sanders who lied to the American people, who will lie to the Arkansans, who is a right-wing puppet, who doesn't have a thought a, 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 a natural thought from her brain. The Republican Party has, has, has their hand up her butt and pulling her vocal, vocal cords. That's what she does. And when they don't, then she's lying. That's just the bottom line on it. So what makes you think that you do realize that Arkansas has a basically a supermajority too? Democrats have no power in the state legislature at Arkansas, and here in Arkansas. So what will keep them from doing the same thing? Hmm? Y'all going to march? At the end of the show, I'm going to tell you how you're going to fix this problem. You don't have to listen to me, but if you don't start affecting their pocketbooks, this is going to continue. Because right now, you have no power. But you think you have no power, but you do have power. See, they think you have no power. Well, let me take that back. They know you have power, 
but you've been so brainwashed that you don't realize the power that you have, so you are, you, you are afraid to use it. You started worshiping the gods of a beaten enemy. You beat them in the 60s. We beat them in the 60s. Things started to change. And here we are, after we began to worship the God of a beaten enemy, which is a white Jesus and a green dollar bill, or what y'all call greenbacks, dead presidents, this is where we failed. It's time for new leadership. It's time for a new thought pattern. It's time for new strategies. And these strategies that you've employed in the 60s will no longer work. This is coming to Arkansas. Her first bill was to sign against CRT. They're sitting back and watching what's happening in Florida with DeSantis. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. They're watching what's happening in Florida because if DeSantis gets away with what he's doing in Florida, you don't think it's going to come to Mississippi and Alabama and Arkansas and Georgia? What are you going to do about it? You're going to march? I'm asking the question. I dare you to give me an answer. And where are our black leaders? Oh, that's right. They were marching in Florida yesterday. What that going to do for you, bro? Dog. What, what, what that going to you, you, you march? Oh, by the way, I saw Al Sharpton was there. I'm not trying to be critical of Al. But Al has made quite a bit of money off of marching. Nothing's changing. And it's just not Al Sharpton. Nothing is changing. I'm going to tell you before the show's out, y'all need to stay tuned. I got the solution. You may not want to hear it. You ain't going to like it. But you know, as I said the other day, freedom isn't free. It's bought and paid for by sacrifices, by blood, sweat, and tears. Maybe you do need to go and read your history. Because if you go and you read the history, and that's why they don't want you to understand history. Because they are, if you understand how things change, if they know you do that, then they wouldn't be able to do what they're doing to you. But see, you won't read your own damn history. But yet you'll march. Because a white man said, your history ain't worth a hill of beans. Because that's basically what, what uh, uh, Ron DeSantis says. And all of these other state legislators are sitting around waiting to see how that plays out. Mississippi has even taken the ball and ran with, hey, we're going we gonna to separate the blacks from the whites. And they ain't going to be able to vote on people that's going to be judging them, prosecuting them. And we're going to take their taxes. No, they won't have any representation whatsoever. Hello? Are y'all awake yet? Keep listening to Black Focus Radio. I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to wake you up. Coming up, the second hour of the show. We'll be back in a moment. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our forces. On joinedradio.com.
David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Gathering, Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinetRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to JoinetRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinetRadio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second hour of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's so much on the agenda. I mean, man, I hate I have to talk about this stuff, but nobody else is talking about it. No one is breaking it down the way we, it needs to be broken down. And I'm, I, I, I pray, I hope that you all are passing this around, pass the link around to the shows. We've got to get a groundswell of people to start talking about these issues and start talking about how we can combat and I, and I use that adjective purposely. We have to combat this bigotry and racism and white supremacy that is wreaking havoc across this country. And if we don't, if we don't do something about it, it's going to continue. So, as I said yesterday, there was a march in Florida by the National Action Network, a lot of other 
organizations about this controversy that has taken place with the um, with Ron DeSantis, the governor of, of Florida, how he has attacked black people, how he has attacked black culture, and most recently how he has attacked a a uh, a a a a what am I trying to say? A program, a school program, an educational program, AP African American Studies in the state of Florida. So I, I want to give you some background here because you know at first DeSantis lied, and look, it's to a point now you you can't believe anything a Republican says anymore. Okay, but here is you know the 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 feud has been going on with the college board and the Florida Education Department. I want to read you part of this article, okay? Florida straight up lied about African-American AP studies course, college board says, okay? So here's the college board. You all may not know what the college board is, but the college board is the people that kind of govern what is taught, what isn't taught, things of that nature, Okay? Here's what they said this past Saturday. We, we deeply regret not immediately denouncing the Florida Department of Education's slander. So, in other words, they're saying just right off the bat that the Florida Department of Education basically slandered them by lying on them. I continue, okay? The organization that sets advanced placement curricular came out swinging at Governor DeSantis saying in a statement published Saturday that the state's Department of Education slandered its African-American AP studies course and accusing the DeSantis administration of lying about its communications with the college board. The college board also disputed that it had diluted the course and made contemporary topics like Black Lives Matter, and reparations optional only after the Florida governor said the class would be banned from being taught in Florida schools. The DeSantis administration had rejected the course as part of a crusade against what is called woke education, then celebrated the college board's revised curriculum released earlier this month. But the college board alleged in a statement that DeSantis always intended to shut down the course for political reasons. The college board statement says that the conversation over the AP African American Studies curriculum has moved from healthy debate to misinformation at the, and that the organization needed to clear the air and set the record straight. We deeply regret not immediately denouncing the Florida Department of Education slanders magnified by the DeSantis administration's subsequent comments that African-American studies lack educational values. Our failure to raise our voice betrayed black scholars everywhere and those who have long toiled to build this remarkable field. Hello? Hello? 
The College Board statement came after the Florida Department of Education released a letter last week detailing communications with the College Board regarding the content of the course going back to January 2022. The Florida Department of Education said in a letter that it was in frequent contact with the College Board regarding the course. But the College Board contradicted that on Saturday, saying that phone calls attempted to engage with Florida on its concerns were absent of substance and rather focused on vague, uninformed questions such as, does the course promote Black Panther thinking? While it has been claimed that the College Board was in frequent dialogue with Florida about the content of the AP African American Studies this is a false and political, politically motivated charge, said the College Board. We had no negotiations about the content of this course with Florida or any other state, nor did we receive any requests, suggestions, or feedback. Hello? Hello? So, to yesterday, there were black people who marched in Florida. What did they accomplish? Well, they got on TV. They had a town hall meeting Wednesday night at a black church. So let me let me tell you something. Now, when I watched pieces of that town hall meeting, when they scanned the crowd. In the industry, they call pan the crowd. That means where the camera takes, you've seen football games where they show pictures of the people in the stands. That's called panning the crowd. So when they pan the crowd in this black church, I didn't see many white people at all. I think I counted four. A couple of them were on the program. They, were, they spoke. So the reason you said, well, why is that important? Because if white people were concerned, they'd be right there with you. I don't give a damn about you and your, your, and your history because they want to hide your history. When they panned the crowd in that march, didn't see many white people. Didn't see many white people. I'm trying to get you all to understand. If white people want to get rid of racism, it would already be gone. So, AP courses that are offered for foreign languages in Florida, what are they? Hmm. Uh, let's see if I can find them. There was a list. Uh, can't a complete list of courses. I don't think that's it either. I'll look for that in the break if I can. I just want y'all to understand here, folks. Marching ain't gonna solve anything. Aren't y'all tired of marching? Man, my feet hurt. My back hurt. Hot. Sweaty. What you marching for? Hell, aren't you tired? Let me ask you something. If you go to a job and you work 40 hours a week and at the end of that 40 hours, 
out of a two-week period, you don't get paid. You got attitude, don't you? Because your work, that payment is for the work that you did for that job. Same thing applies. Let's, let's make it more simplistic. You decide you want to plant a garden. And I'm saying this because planting a garden and maintaining a garden is hard work. It's not easy. <laughs> My God brother does it. I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's backbreaking work. It's certainly rewarding. But what happens? And I remember a good friend of mine in Nashville who had planted a garden. And she planted a lot of tomatoes. And I remember watching those tomato plants grow and they grew and they were beautiful and they were tall. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were tall. Okay. And then I go down and I visit. She and her husband one weekend, we were down sitting on the porch and I noticed that she had put chicken wire all around her, all around her garden and even over the top. It's like a chicken pen. I said, what you, I said, what you do that for? She said, because I put in a whole lot of work. My tomatoes grew up and they were pretty. And every time I'd come out, there was a bite out of them. Every time. Okay. She said, all the hard work that I put in, I want to get some benefit. And finally, I did get some of those tomatoes and they were great. Same thing applies to my God brother. He has a, he has a garden in his backyard. His biggest complaint is he puts in a lot of work. He grows watermelons. He grows squash, uh, peppers, grows uh, tomatoes. He grows all kinds of things. And I remember talking to him a couple of years ago that his number one problem was every time his stuff bloom, he come out and he sees and there's a bite out of. And he told me about the, all the hard work that he put in to grow that garden and not to be able to benefit from that garden. He even grew a couple of watermelons and he showed me and sure enough, you go and look at the watermelons, there, was, there were some big bites out of them. They were the squirrels. All that hard work that he had put into it. And he got no return on it. See, that's kind of like marching. You put in all that organization, you might, you might take off work, uh, you might cut class, you might do all this thing to march and make your voices known. And that's great. But at the end of the day, what reward are you getting? You get to go home and you know what's going to happen? People that didn't go, they're going to say, how was it? You know how black folks are. How many people were there? You see any famous people? You get to talk to any famous people? That's about all you're going to get. And you'll talk about who you saw, who was marching, what it looked like, all that other stuff, and then boom, next day come. You marched on Wednesday, now it's Thursday. What came out of that? Do you think anybody at the state legislature, the governor or anyone, heard you? Do you? Matter of fact, do you think they even care? Here's what they probably do. Every time they do something to go after you, here's what they do. Well, just get ready for the march. You know they're going to be marching. And then they stand in their windows 
and they peek out as you march and they make fun of you as you march up and down the street. Stupid ass niggers. Excuse my vernacular, but that's what they say. And they're calling you stupid because you don't get it. You don't understand what they're doing to you because you're afraid to fight. You don't understand. So they continually take advantage of you because they know you're not going to fight. They know you're going to march. And after the march happened yesterday in Florida, after the march happened in Memphis for Tyree Nichols and have marched all across this country, what did you get for it? The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act is dead. You got nothing. There was no police reform at all. The police are doing what they did 1,000. Hello? Hello? So what are you doing for marching? You had the National Action Network. I'm sure the local NAACP was involved. You had a lot of great people that, that, the, that the media was interviewing, and they had some great points, and that's wonderful. But what do you think? If, if the Florida State Legislature, which is, by the way, a Republican majority, remember I talked about Mississippi, right? who has bad DeSantis 100%, they don't care. Remember, they went after Disney. All the money that Disney was bringing to the state of Florida, DeSantis went after Disney. Do you think he gives a damn about anything related to black people? No, he doesn't because he's a bigot. He's a bigot. So what are you going to do about it? Coming up later in the show, I'm going to tell you again, last segment, you need to stick around. I'm going to tell you again. Because marching ain't solving one problem whatsoever. None. And coming up in this next segment, I'm going to remind you of another bigot who's trying to run for president. <laughs> this just doesn't, it doesn't stop. In fact, I'm going to remind you of two bigots. Both of them are trying to run for president. Both of them are despicable human beings. Mike Pence and this other person. But this is what I'm saying about black leadership, folks. This is what I'm saying about black leadership. Let me go out here real fast because I, I want to, and look, I think the leadership that we have today is caught in the past. And that's all they know how to do is march. Okay? And many of them are old they have no ideas, and they're just hanging on. This is why we need new black leadership. 
Okay. Here's what Malcolm X says. Anytime you beg another man to set you free, you will never be free. Freedom is something you have to do for yourselves. See, that's a black leader. Let me read that again. Anytime you beg another man to set you free, you will never be free. Freedom is something that you have to do for yourselves. That's Malcolm. Don't get mad at me. That's Malcolm X. I got a. I got another quote. Um, in fact, I tell you what. Listen, we still have time. Let me let me play what Julia Hare said. We ain't playing today because what's going on in this country requires leadership. It requires someone to call this like it is, and it start. It's time to start. Time to stop hiding behind your Mercedes Benz, your big churches, all of that stuff. It's time to step up. You say you're a leader? Okay. Let's be a leader. Here's Julia Hare. One of the reasons you don't confuse them, black leaders are chosen by you. They're chosen by the people. They're going to lead. They're chosen by us. But let me tell you about the leading blacks. The leading blacks are chosen by the media. <coughs> leading blacks, leading blacks are chosen by ABC, all broadcasting Caucasians. <laughs> leading blacks are also chosen by NBC, nothing broadcasting but Caucasians. <laughs> and the rest are chosen by CBS, the Caucasian broadcasting system. When you allow, when you allow leaders to be chosen by the media that's owned by the corporations, when you get ready to change your lives, carefully watch and see what the leading blacks are doing, because that's when the leading blacks sneak into the door to the corporations, and they will tell the corporations, oh, we know how to go and put them down. We know how to get you some real affirmative action Negroes to come in here and work. We know how to do that. But at the end of the day, the leading blacks lead the corporations, and the leading blacks have gotten paid while we have gotten played. That's Dr. Julia Hare. Oh, but I have more. I have more. I have one more that I need to play you. Because, see, this is what I'm talking about. We got to start paying attention. Because, see, we've lost ground. And we've lost ground because of what, see, Dr. Hare was talking about the leading blacks and black leaders. There's a difference. There's a difference. Okay? Here's, a, here's Brother Malcolm again. These leaders that they call leaders, this included Lena Horne, this included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to hear. There you go. Brother Malcolm puts it plainly. Think about what he just said. Don't get offended. You see, don't get offended. Don't let your cognitive dissonance control what you just heard. 
Ask yourself the question. Who do you worship? I just, I just, I saw last night where 50 Cent just, just inked a $50 million deal with guess who? To, to, to create black content. What network you think it was? It was Fox News. It was Fox. Why would 50 Cent ink a deal with the most racist station in the country? Because see, 50 Cent don't give a damn about the black community. He's only talk, thinking about his pockets. And all of y'all going to praise 50. Just like all of y'all praising Michael Jordan for giving $10 million to Make-A-Wish. I'm not hitting on Make-A-Wish. It's a great organization. I've helped raise money for that organization. But how much of that money could have been used in the black community, Michael? No, no, I don't want to hear that mess about, well, Michael has done this. I don't care. How much of that $10 million could have been used in the black community? How many schools could you have built, Michael? How many black kids that want to go to college but can't go because they don't have tuition? Who do we look up to? Comedians. Singers. Movie stars. They have no power. And now 50 Cent... You know what? You know we already know what kind of content he's going to create for Fox, right? Because you know what Fox wants. Y'all praise Fifty Cent for that show that he had on on cable on the cable. I forgot the name of the show. I, I don't I don't care to even name it. Where a black man was a drug dealer and he destroyed his family because he was selling drugs, and y'all glorified him. This is the content that they want. And these are the people that you call leaders. Look, just because you have money, that don't mean they're leaders. Let me ask you a question. Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. Him and Elon Musk. Do you hear white people calling them leaders? Hello? Talk to me here. Don't get mad at me. Talk to me. All the money that they have. Think about somebody else who's rich, white. Do you hear the majority of white community calling them leaders? Hell to the no, 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 no. But let one of us become a singer or basketball star, football star. That's my leader. When he has, when that particular person does not have leadership capabilities. He may be able to do what he's doing in his own industry, but motivating and leading people, that's a different animal. There was one who tried, remember remember that guy, what was his name? Uh, you know that guy. Exactly. <laughs> that's what we do. That guy that I'm referring to is Colin Kaepernick. Okay? And you know what? Black people tore him down. What the hell is wrong with us? This is why they are running roughshod over us. Yeah, this is this is some this is some castor oil. I'm I'm serving you medicine. We have the flu. No, we have pneumonia in our community when it comes to leadership, when it comes to who we call leaders. 
it's time to change the dynamics. And while they're wasting all of their time and money marching in Florida or wherever else, there's one thing that they can make a call and it would shut this whole thing down. I'm going to tell you about it here in just a few minutes. And as I said, from this point on, I'm going to talk about this somewhere during the show. It will. I'm going to dedicate a segment to how we shut down white supremacy. And by the way, and I'm saying this with no jokes, with all seriousness, I'm not going to commit suicide. Okay? I'm saying that for a reason. Think about it. Because see, when you start affecting their money, they change. I'm going to show you how you can do it. You won't have to fire a shot. You won't have to fire a shot, brothers and sisters. Let's take our next break. We got some straight tea for you today. Well, as a matter of fact, we have tea extra every day. I'm just serving a little extra today because I'm tired. And marching is not going to solve your problems. What problems have marches since the civil rights legislation was passed in the 60s? What marching has changed anything? Hello? I'm asking you. Do you want me to read the list of all the black people that were killed by police brutality and you marched? What has changed? Because if anything has changed, then you'd say, well, we got police reform out of that. No, you didn't. You didn't get jack. So why are you continuing to march? It's a futile attempt to make you feel good. It's an emotional response with no substance. Back in a moment, it's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com. recording artist Tina Adams and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Look Feel and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. The Coleman Collection is a bath and body care shop geared for healthy skin. We pride ourselves on using quality ingredients. From body butters to bath products, feel confident knowing we use the finest ingredients for ever natural, organic, and cruelty-free. 
Guys, let us put together a gift box for that special person in your life. The Coleman Collection has something for everyone, including our ever-popular beard balm and beard oil designed specifically for the man in your life. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. thecolemancollection.net Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Uh, throughout the show today, I've been asking the question, who is Nimrata Randhawa? Do you know? Have you figured it out yet? I'm going to answer that question here in just a few minutes. Uh, just some quick updates. Mike Pence has been subpoenaed by Jack Smith, who is the special prosecutor, to look into the January 6th issue, the 
the uh, the the documents at uh, Mar-a-Lago, just a whole host of things. He's been subpoenaed. This is a federal subpoena. Mike Pence says he's going to fight the subpoena because he doesn't want to testify under oath now uh, against Donald Trump, a man who tried to destroy this country, a man who tried uh, uh, initiating an insurrection. And here is the vice president who was under that same man who will not testify. He did not testify with the uh, January 6th committee. And he could avoid that because, see, they really had no subpoena power. But see, the difference here is that this is a federal subpoena. Now, he's claiming that attorney-client, I mean, not attorney-client privilege, but uh, presidential privilege. He has no privilege now. Trump is no longer the president. Here's a man who has, as he's tried to rehabilitate his career, because he's nothing but a squishy, soapy, nasty, germy sponge. That's what I call him. Have y'all ever, ever had an old sponge that you wash dishes with? And maybe one day you forgot and you left the dishwasher, did dishwasher in the sink, the dishwater in the sink, and you left the sponge in there? And then when you came home that, that evening and you said, darn, I got to let this water out, and you reached down and you pulled the plug on the water and you grabbed the sponge and it's all nasty and squishy, that's Mike Pence. He has no courage. Why the hell would I want him as a president if he has no courage to stand up and stand up for democracy? The very thing that he swore to uphold. The number one thing a president is responsible for is the safety of the American people. Donald Trump failed us in that. And Mike Pence was his vice president. And it was so bad that his own president didn't even care if he was killed. You all don't remember, do you? When they were trying to usher Mike Pence, Mike Pence was so scared. Go back and look at the logs. He was so afraid that when they ushered him out of the Capitol, he told the Secret Service men, Certain ones, he was not going to get in that truck. He wasn't going to get in it because he didn't even trust the Secret Service. Y'all understand this, right? And here is a guy now who is trying to run for president of the United States of America. Of the United States of America. Y'all understand where I'm going here? of the United States of America. He won't even testify about what actually happens. He don't even care about the fact that the American people deserve the right to know what happened on January 6th and everything that led up to it. But here is the former vice president of the United States who is running around trying to get on all these shows, rehabilitate his image, sell books, but he won't even come clean to the American people. What a despicable, dirty, nasty, germy sponge he is.
what a dirty, nasty sponge he is. Okay? That's Mike Pence. I asked you a question earlier in the show, and I've asked this question throughout the show. Do you know who Nimrata Randhawa is? You don't know? Well, let me tell you who Rand, uh, uh, Nimrata Randhawa is. And why is this person trying to pull the wool over the eyes of the American people? Nimrata Randhawa is the real name for Nikki Haley. That's her real name. She was born by first immig first uh, by immigrants from India. First generation born. Her parents immigrated from India. They named her Nimrata Randhawa. Why don't you use that name? I just wonder if the, if the Republicans know who she really is. I just wonder. Okay? By the way, she supported Donald Trump too. Need to call on the table and say, hey, was she even still is claiming that the elections are, are not safe. Even her, in her announcement that she was running for president. Why would I vote for her for president? She's a liar. But more importantly, what did Nikki Haley say about the Confederate flag? Okay. She's claiming that she's the first woman of color to run for president in the GOP. You ain't a woman of color. You don't even identify with your color. You've changed your whole name. I know what you're doing. You're going, okay, so Haley is maybe your married name, right? So why don't you say Ranhara Haley? She's totally eliminated her real name, Nimrata Randhawa. <laughs> you don't think that ought to be a campaign issue? What did Nikki Haley say about the Confederate flag? Okay. You remember? Y'all remember what happened in South Carolina when, the, by the way, the, last night I was watching the news where he was being sentenced and they were giving the, the victim statement and all this other stuff. Um, and... <laughs> she um they had the victim and boy they they turned that court out okay they turned that court out so during that time period Nikki Haley what did she do she got rid of the flag right she took it down but here's what she said she was on Glenn Beck Glenn Beck right wing bigot and racist Here's what she told the conservative on that talk show. He said that the Confederate flag symbolized service, sacrifice, and heritage for some people in her state until Dylan Roof hijacked it. Hello? Why y'all gonna vote for her? 
Why would you vote for someone who supports the Confederate flag? And really, if people knew, if I'm running against Nikki Haley, I'm going to ask her in the bay, what's your real name? Why are you afraid to use your real name? Are you afraid that these right-wing redneck Republicans won't vote for you because they know you're a foreigner? It, you know, I always find it interesting that there are a lot of people that are from foreign countries who are in America who don't want other people from foreign countries to migrate to America, even though they did. I've never figured that out. You see that more a lot in Cuba. I mean, in Florida. Well, where some of the Cubans who were fortunate enough to come over here and make a living early on, they don't want other Cubans coming over here. That boggles my mind. But I just wanted to remind you what Nimrod Ranhawa said and what she's trying to pull over your eyes. She don't even respect her culture because if she respected her culture, she wouldn't be running from her name. And here's why. I see brothers and sisters all the time and they have, look, I'm going to be honest with you, don't, don't take this personal. If you're one of them, their parents have named them horrible names. I've seen names where they don't even grammatically work. They've seen names where they've got apostrophes in the middle of them. They're just terrible. I'm going I'm to be honest. But you know what? Those black children who are named now that are, they are adults, they're proud of their names. They're not running from them. They're proud of them. Why isn't Nikki Haley proud of her name? Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Hello? Now, when I come back, I promised you. Every segment at the end of the show, I'm probably going to go through something along these lines and telling you how you can defeat white supremacy. It's going to take some. It's going to take some hard work. It's going to take some courage, and it's going to take some sacrifice. Now, let me ask you a question. You can think. You can contemplate this while I'm in the break. Are you ready to be free? Because freedom ain't free. We'll be back in a moment. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Dynamic Dave for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinEdRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to JoinEdRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinEdRadio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the last segment of Black Focus Radio, Our Issues, Our Solutions, Our Voices. I've been, I've been trying to, you know, in the, in the radio industry, when you, know, when you come up with a different segment, when you come up with a different segment, you always got to have a name for it. You got to have a sounder for it. I don't have a sounder for it, but I think I got a name for it. And I'm going to call it What We Must Do. And that'll run, cover a whole gamut of things. But from this point forward, at the end of every show, I know I do quotes and I'll probably still do quotes. But I think it's so important that we start talking about what we have to do as opposed to what people are doing to us. So we start today. If you listen to this entire show, you heard some of the things that the white supremacy establishment is trying to do to black people. And what you've got to decide here now is how you're going to combat it. You know for a fact, we have prima facie evidence that what we've been doing as a black community isn't working, hasn't worked. That's why I talk to you about Jackson. It's important for you to understand. That's why I talk to you about Arkansas. That's why I talk to you about Florida, because you need to understand what is transpiring in this country. And we have to decide how are we going to combat. Combat. That means war. If you're tired of your children dying, if you're tired of your children being miseducated or undereducated, if you really care about your kids the way you claim you do, I hear people talk, oh, I'll die for my children. I'll die. Will you really? You will die for them, but you won't put in, help put into place a system that will ensure their future. How will, uh, make that make sense to me. So here's an example. I'm going to read an article to you. Okay? I want to read an article to you. College sports are big business. From the football playoffs to March Madness, college sports have some of the most popular events around. By the way, this is from Yahoo Sports. But how big is the business? How much money do college sports rake in? Go Banking Rates looked at the top five revenue-producing college sports to see the breakdown. The numbers may surprise you. The biggest revenue producer among college sports 
is no surprise. It's football. College football brings in an average of $31 million, well, $32 million per year per school. That's a pregnant pause because I want you to get that. Every year, those little black boys running up and down the football field, which is 68%, is generating $31 million, $32 million every year. But I digress. That information comes from the financial website, Zax.com. That's an eye-opening, eye-popping number. But it's even more impressive when you see that number is more than the next 35 college sports combined. A large portion of the revenue comes from TV deals. ESPN deal, uh, ESPN's deal to broadcast the college football playoffs is worth roughly $470 million annually. And the Power Five Conference TV contracts each bring in at least $200 million a year. The top revenue-producing schools for football won't surprise you. Either Texas, either Texas tops the list at $144 million. Now, this is a year. Followed by the national champion in Georgia, 134. Michigan, 126. I'm talking about millions now. Ohio State, 116 million. And Alabama, 110 million. Let's go to basketball. The number two revenue-producing sport in college ba- in, is college basketball, which brings $8.1 million per school. The bulk of the revenue for college basketball comes from CBS Sports deal to broadcast the NCAA tournament, which is worth, listen, $1.1 billion per year. Louisville brought in $42 million to lead all schools in basketball revenue, followed by Duke, $37 million, Kentucky, $30 million, North Carolina, $27 million, and Indiana, $26 million. That's just the top five. If you all have followed this show, I've given you the list of what these schools make on a regular basis off of just those two sports. Now, you're probably asking, well, David, why are you, well, what, where are you going with this? Did you hear that little statistic that I gave earlier that I just slipped in on you that I did real quickly, that, that 68% number? 68% of the college athletes in those two sports are black. Now, I hadn't even talked about the residual income. That's just from the contracts that those schools make. That doesn't even include concession stands, ticket sales, jersey sales, parking, the ancillary support that they get at hotels, motels, liquor stores, restaurants, You can't even quantify how much money a college town makes on a weekend. In some places, colleges shut, the whole town shuts down. There are some colleges that 
their population might be 10,000. But on game day, the population triples and quadruples. Think of all that money that those 68% black athletes are making for that town. The same town in Mississippi, like Jackson, or Ole Miss, or I should say Oxford, or in Fayetteville, or Tuscaloosa, or Gainesville. Think about that. Oh, that's right. You said you have no power. You see, you have to understand that in America, the only thing that elicits power is money. Collective money. But you say you have no power. Your power is in your children. This country makes billions of dollars off of black bodies. From locking them up in juvenile to jails to prison systems to attorneys. Think about all these white attorneys that made millions of dollars off of black misery. Because the system is unjust. But you're not willing to sacrifice. You're not willing to go to your child and say, look. There's a movement going on, and we've got to fix this, and we need your help. You're not going to like what I'm going to ask you to do, but we need your help. We need you not to play this year. We need you not to play. We need you and your fellow, your fellow black athletes and any white athletes who want to sit with you and march with you and say, if I can't vote in your state, then I can't play in your state. We need you to say that if my mama is being taxed without representation or my dad, my family, then I can't play in your state. Did you hear all the money that I said they earned? The basketball contract alone is $1.1 billion a year. Know that new wing that just was, just was built at your local university, your state college? That was built on the back of black athletes. But you say you have no power. As I said, freedom isn't free. You got to be willing to sacrifice. That's what we must do. That's the only way this is going to change. It's the only way. And I know a lot of people are not going to want to go along. Look, there were a lot of people who weren't for Dr. King and, and equal rights, a lot of black folks. But they benefited from it after, you know, after everybody, oh yeah, we'll go ahead and get involved. There were a lot of people didn't want, didn't, didn't want, want Dr. King doing what he was doing. A lot of black folks. There are going to be a lot of black folks that are not going to want to do this. But you know what? We're all going to benefit. And I'm telling you, folks, if you do this, you don't have to even, you probably, you know what? You probably don't even have to carry it out. It, it might take a year. It might take one year. But you know what happened? You know what happened? They'll come around. Because they don't want you affecting their money. Because at that point, 
all those other white folks that are making money off uh, in these colleges, these coaches, all these white coaches who get these jobs where they won't give black, black coaches jobs, they'll come around. Y'all have a, have a good day. You've been listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. We'll see you next time on joinatradio.com. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.